welcome to Half the Brain, the wrestling podcast that has half the brain that you do and half the facts you do. Uh, I'm uh, your host, uh, Evil Baz, a.k.a. Big Easy, a.k.a. Danny. And I'm joined once again by my tag team partner who's uh, been released by a medical facility. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Ferry Tonk. Niall Love, how are we doing? You all right? I'm all right. I must uh, extend my kindness to the staff at the local medical facility. Um, <laughs> I'm back and I'm ready for action. Excellent work. CM Punk's let him in the building. Um, he's here. He's allowed in. <laughs> Have you heard about that? That's crazy stuff, that. Yeah, absolute madness. The Ryan Namath stuff, uh, not being allowed into collision backstage because CM Punk got paranoid they didn't like him or something and i said something on twitter about him who's soft or something like that and also uh jungle boy jack perry was uh chewed out and apparently in front of people and so yeah yeah it's, uh, it sounds like phil brooks is bringing the fun times to AEW. i don't understand what's going on with him obviously he's got that bitterness about being unceremoniously dumped by wwe but come on and that was over 10 years ago <laughs> I think he's just uh, he's just a bit paranoid. He just lives in a sort of weird paranoid world where, uh, yeah, he, he, um, everyone's against him and uh, everyone's out of game for some reason. And, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure where he gets it from, right? But uh, you know. it's just absolute madness. I, I'm, I I dislike him more and more each day. <laughs> yeah, and FTR are going the same way. I mean. FTR bald was always sort of like uh, on the internet whinging and moaning about something or other uh, every week. But now uh, Cash Wheeler, FTR hair, has gone and taken the biscuit and uh, and gone on a full uh, f- assault charge with a gun, with a, a weapon. So, Like you said, I thought it was going to be FTR bald that went first. Yeah. yeah. So this, is a, this is a genuine swerve. Exactly. I, I really thought he was going to snap on a job of Perry Saturn style, uh, and uh, you know, and, and uh, live on TV. But it turns out the other one's the maniac, uh, and he just likes to chat shit on online. <laughs> but we will have a special um, live episode from Wembley uh, with uh, with Martin Battle and producer Rick. Uh, I'll have me and producer Rick have got tickets. We'll be going, we'll be sat there. So, uh, we'll give you our thoughts before and after, uh, as well. Uh, this, uh, this, that'll be a separate episode to this one. That'll be, but that'll be coming out in the next few weeks as well. So, uh, yeah, we'll have a bit of a live update from all in live from Wembley and, uh, we'll see how that one goes. But, uh, tonight, you last time we, we tried you pick, pick this topic now. So we're going to talk about, uh, wrestlers deaths. And uh, yes. deaths that have uh, sort of affected us, or when we remember them, and stuff like that. Um, because I mean, obviously, it's a part of the world, and it everybody at some point dies. But a lot of wrestlers seem to be taken from us younger than most celebrities, if you will. Um, and uh, we, the, yeah, the, the, the their deaths can be affect, affected. Uh, you know, not just. The, the fans, but uh, they affect the way things are done in the yeah. ring as well and stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah, now what, what was, uh, I was, I was going to say, where, what's the one you remember the most? Where, you know, the first sort of, or the first one, really, if you will, the first wrestler you remember, um, passing away in 
really? I think the first big one, um, probably most of our generation, I remember this is the first one as well, was uh, Owen. Yeah. Well, that happened. Just because of like the manner in which it happened as well. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, Owen's been ill, he's passed away. It's like, it was, and still is, when you think about it, really, really shocking. Definitely. Live on a pay-per-view. Um, I remember it vividly. I was, I was watching it live. Um with my with my friends so uh yeah i definitely remember over the edge 99 99 yeah 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 um and yeah i was i was actually chatting to Catherine, my wife about this uh, the other day uh owen's uh passing and uh we watched uh, the dark side of the ring about him and uh uh a, a very sad story that came out of that with martha hart and uh, all Hart family and them not speaking anymore, Brett not talking with Martha, etc., and Vince suing her, and and all the, everything that came out of that was just, yeah, just not nice in the slightest, really, not nice at all. No, and of course that um, that Mark Henry speech uh, for the Hall of Fame as well, that 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 got me that bit. Yeah, there was that, but at the time as well. I mean, at the time when it happened, yeah, I was, I was. It got me, and I was a bit upset about it and everything. And then you watch that dark side of the ring, and then you look back at that Mark Henry speech, and it's it seems a bit hollow, almost. I know where Mark Henry's coming from, but because he was stood on a WWE podium platform, if you will, and they've yeah. sued her, uh, it's a bit hard to say uh, everything's good, you know, really you know from their angle come back why why it's just it's martha that's holding this up and every it's her fault he's not here it's a bit it rings a bit hollow i think to say that to be fair um but you know i get where he was coming from and i bet i get the sentiment that he was trying to make and i think uh aw's done a great job working with martha hart and doing the owen Hart cup and yeah. uh you know um i i i laughed the first one, the first Martha Hart, uh, Owen Hart Cup, sorry, when she came out, Martha Hart said uh, she was wearing a hat and she said, let's make wearing a hat a thing for these Owen Hart Cups. And then next, I thought, yeah, no one will remember that. And then the next year, sure enough, there you are. Women are wearing, everyone's wearing hats in the in the, in the the audience for the for the thing. So, uh, yeah, well done to everyone for that. Big up. Yeah, I think <laughs> the thing that hit most about Owen's death as well, and this is particularly after the fact, is that, any YouTube video or whatever that people talk about Owen or any documentary, like genuinely nobody has a bad word to say about him. No, no, he's, I, you know, everyone talks about the ribs and the, yeah. and the laughs he did and make, making people laugh and stuff like that. So, yeah, 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 to be fair, yeah, no one's ever like, yeah, slagging him off or anything like that at all. And, and he, he works with everybody. I think the thing with Austin was a bit unfortunate. Oh, um, yeah. well, then Austin, you know, did the same thing to uh, what's the Japanese guy's name who was in NWA, NWO, sorry. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> not Muta, uh, yeah. he, he was with Muta. I, I, his name will come to me at some point, but he broke Austin, broke his neck, didn't he, in, in Japan, in yeah. doing the same move, exact same move. Uh, and then uh, as what Owen did and uh, so 
yeah, this, uh, the way Owen acted apparently to Austin wasn't the nicest, but that's just one person, you know, uh, out of many that have got uh, some put, you know, not many people have got, you know, some about to say about Owen. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think, though, the, the, before what, where, I think there's like four big ones in my generation, if you will, or maybe five because I'm British as well, you know, the so there's five big ones that really sort of hit. And then the, the more I thought about it, there was other little ones as well. But the five big ones for me were um, Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. When that happened, that was, I remember where I was. And, uh, you know, that just out of the blue, I say nothing wrong with him. He just had a heart attack, cleaning his teeth in the morning. And, and that was that. That was, and, and, He'd been champion, you know, and you'd gone through that with, recently as well. To, uh, at that point, gone through the story of him becoming the champion and going against Brock and all that. It was, uh, you know, his championship run was 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 pretty damn good, to be fair. And then the way it ended within the ring with the whole Dominic storyline, you know, could have been a better ending, but you never knew, you know, you didn't know it was coming. So, um, but yeah, there was so. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, Owen, obviously we, we just spoke about Owen. Pillman, when Pillman happened, and oh, that was another one that just sort of came out of the blue. And I mean, I knew he'd been injured, but I didn't know to what extent. Like he had, you know, a new foot, and basically his his ankle was fused into place. Um, but then to see his wife on TV and all that, you know, it, and you knew it was his wife because you'd seen her with the when Austin had the gun at his house. But uh, so you knew it wasn't a WWE plant or anything like that. Well, that 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 was a that was a, a shocking sort of moment for, for for our generation, sort of thing, if you will. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of like when when she appears, you're like, kind of, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I know it was the, the generation of like you know shots and all that sort of thing in, in wrestling, but yeah, Vinnie Mac went way way too far with that one. Definitely. I'm definitely like, you know, not even a week had gone by. It was like the day after. Yeah. On the Raw when it, it happened on the Sunday night if, before a pay-per-view and then on the Raw after the Monday night after Vince is there interviewing his his his, his widow is madness. Absolute madness. The the other two were I I, I thought of were um British Bulldog, just because obviously we're British and everything, you know, he, and he was sort of an icon. And that made news over here and, and everything, you know. Um, and then I, 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 uh, Yoko Zuna was the other one for me, <laughs> just because I was on that tour um, with him. W w uh, you know, I'd seen him, and then two days later, he, he, he was he was dead, and it was that was utter madness for me. With uh, you know, uh, in my head, sort of thing, like you know, I, I'd just seen this guy, and then all of a sudden, he's now. You know, passed on. It was it was crazy. Uh, that, that was a, a weird sort of few years. Um, what year was it that Yoko died? Two thousand. So in that year, pretty much, or like within the space of a couple of years, you had Yokozuna, you had the British Bulldog, and I think Tess had died. Sort of two thousand two, two thousand three. Um. Oh, Tess. Let me have a seat when Tess. So he passed it because yeah, I know. Um, 
he uh he did die quite young but he was in tna for a bit as well wasn't he um 2009 yeah, oh no 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 oh, that's when he was a wrestler to uh let me just scroll to the bottom of the wikipedia page here sorry excuse me yeah 2009 yeah oh right i thought it was much earlier but around that time around the turn of the century there was a lot of wrestlers died quite young and quite unexpectedly yeah definitely um yeah I mean, Test was another one that was just like, what? I was, what? But then, you know, the 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 steroids and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. you know, it, uh, it, it, it doesn't, you know, you can't abuse your body for that long uh, and, and uh, expect, you know, anything else really to happen. I mean, Louis, Louis Piccoli, I remember happening, but I remember never really... I think I'd missed a couple of nitros with him on or something like that because I don't re- really remember him being much of a thing. But I do remember a lot of people like mourning him at the time and stuff like that. And and WWE mentioned it. Um, and then like Crash Ollie, that was a, a really um, odd one because Crash, like I think, hadn't been gone long, hadn't gone from the WWE long, if you will. Um, I think he had been in TNA, uh, but uh, yeah, it was his crash committed suicide, didn't he? So, yeah. you know, uh, it's just uh, some of them have just yeah, like I say, come out of the blue and are just absolutely crazy. And I mean, there was a lot. Oh, there were a lot of deaths that you could kind of see coming. In, as sad as that sounds, I, mean, I remember when uh, I'll always remember when China passed away. She died in the birth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's just, I I don't know, I think Tammy, Tammy Sitch, Sonny, um, mm. is probably very, very lucky that she didn't go down that same sort of road. Yeah. Because I think ever since China got released from the WWE, or at least when Triple H dumped her for Stephanie, then... She went downhill real fast. I've read her autobiography, and it's not like no, it's not happy reading. No, she was another one who uh, I remember when she did the TNA run. Um, she looked okay from what I can remember. Really, it wasn't an embarrassment or anything like that. And you know, but then after that, it just became like you know the the um, sort of. 24 7 reality tv shows of of china's life and she just went downhill absolutely crazy and then obviously the porn stuff and everything like that and sunny went through the down the porn route as well you know she's in she's just about to be sentenced to maybe 15 years in prison for killing somebody whilst drunk behind the wheel of a car so i mean it was either that or, or death by drugs and 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 an overdose for her we, you know, uh, so hopefully she's be in prison now. She'll get clean. I think that's the best place to go to get clean. Maybe in America, I mean, really. She's already, in my mind, and this might be controversial, inadvertently already taken another life as well in Candida, because they they together were just not not good. No, but I mean, didn't he? 
get sort of some infection and it, it didn't it sort of spread quite quick yeah yeah um i was more referring to like the the whole sort of toxic relationship that, that those two had yeah completely though yeah i mean they were uh a, a joker and harley quinn in in reverse really weren't they um yeah. she yeah she was the joker he was the harley but uh yeah definitely like you know and it's sad to see that kind of stuff like where you know someone else is destroying somebody you know um you know like that that might genetic dark side of the ring i mean it's crazy that he's still alive to be fair but he, he blames I, um, I follow him on facebook i sent him a friend request but he's not accepting it so i still right. get yeah and i honestly don't know how he's still alive no it's I, just no the blaming God stuff, it, you know, um, it's an easy out. Um, but that guy is just, I mean, there's a couple of them. You like, you know, like from a wrestling point of view, from like the moves that he's done and the stuff that he's been in, like how is Sabu still walking? Um, and like, you know, I remember, uh, there used to be a website and we're going to, I'm going to find this website. Now there used to be a website called playing Ricky Morton. Right, and it was a blog uh, about um, playing Ricky Martin. It was about a blog about uh, wrestling. Um, now, if I can find this, I remember them putting out a list of wrestlers they think will die in like twenty two thousand and four or something like that. Oh, well, it's on their website, angelfire.com. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> about playing ricky martin wordpress.com i think it's oh, there we go, <laughs> we go. yeah playing ricky martin right okay uh so uh let me find this this is definitely on it because i remember reading this at the time and thinking oh well yeah you probably got that right but uh uh i mean it is a, a time piece to let's let's be honest um it's definitely on here though mm -hmm. uh, 50 wrestlers who might die in 2012 number 10 to number one here we go let's see how many are still going right. escape the final destination first. hang on a minute let me share my screen with you there now <laughs> you see that there right number like, number 10 oh, yeah. this is this is 2012 by the way so let's let's not forget that so some of these guys may be passed on now uh number 10 has recently just gone uh superstar yeah. billy graham uh <clears throat> number nine scott hall yeah. uh that's he, not a flattering photo is it? that's not a flattering photo of scott hall. and he has you know recently just gone only recently though it's only what three or four years ago scott hall something like that yeah yeah uh number eight bobby eaton um again another one that's only just recently passed on not too not too long ago i'm sure i think it was this year in fact bobby eaton well maybe last so. uh number seven bobby heenan i mean the guy was like really really old yeah and he suffered a lot bobby Heenan would, you know. number six barry windham i think barry windham is still hanging on in there isn't he yeah, he's still going. I don't know why they've tipped him to die. No, no. no I, I mean, let's see, see who possibly great overlooked super worker possibly believe why he might die. On October 27, 2011, Barry Windham's father, Blackjack Mulligan, posted a Facebook message saying, my son is near death. 
Can you say attention whore? Barry Windham had a severe stroke and was moved to ICU where, as far as I know, he still is. On a lighter note, he was discovered in his near-death state by Mike Rotunda, hopefully doing his IRS gimmick and bitching Windham about <laughs> relying on Obamacare instead of going private. So, yes, dated political jokes. Uh, great fun. Uh, number four, number five, dump. Masamoto, who, yeah, Japanese lady wrestler, I'm not 100% sure, but that's an interesting t shirt she's got on there. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, less said about that, the better. Um, yeah. Uh, number four, Lord Littlebrook. <laughs> Lord Littlebrook. Uh, number three, Dennis Stamp. Oh, no, no, Dennis did die recently. I know that. He did. Poor fucking Dennis. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Number two, Kamala. Now, yeah, Kamala lost both his legs due to diabetes. Uh, I released a, a couple of albums. Have you ever heard any of Kamala's music? <laughs> no. Oh, mate. Right. We'll end the episode with some Kamala music. I'll get Rick to put some Kamala music in there. But basically, it's Kamala with a keyboard and uh, giving you some sweet, sweet love songs. Um, Mate, honestly, it's it's some of the it's some of the beauty. It's, I'm sure he's got one about Hogan. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll dig some of that. And at the end of the episode, we'll have a, we'll have a bit of Kamala tunes. And number one was Tyson Tonko. He looks like the guy from Disturbed. Dad. <laughs> I think that's what Tyson Tonko's career was built on being looking like the the bassist from uh, uh, yeah a shitty emo core band. But uh, what's his um, what's his why you might die? You what? Sorry. Oh, what, why you might die? Uh, it'd be cracking idea to uh, on the eleventh of October this year. Tonko decided it was a cracking idea to hold up a pharmacy with a fake gun, stealing two hundred and ten tabs of hillbilly heroin. He then escaped <clears throat> to the bathroom of a local Chili's via hipster runaway, uh, locking himself in the disabled toilets. There, he proceeded to inject one hundred and seventy-eight oxycotton tablets. Let me repeat that, 178 Oxycontin tablets. That's Hardy's brothers, that's Hardy brothers' level of drug abuse. He was arrested later that day. This guy is Lance Cade, 2002K2012, mark my words. So that is some pure fucking deep south wrestling hillbilly fucking wow. Madness, that shit, yes. Uh, that's... Um, that's uh yeah that's quite the uh <laughs> holy shit well yeah that lance cade that was a, another one wasn't it lance cade that i remember that vividly because he don't he that the him and um murdoch were a, a great tag team in a period where raw was shit very shit yeah. um all you really had to sort of look you know was them to Shelton Benjamin and, and Shawn Michaels really at the time there was not much else on Raw uh, and, and tag team wise I think it was just them two the Highlanders and uh, maybe That's the stuff. Dicks and stuff like that and and, and you know you had the Dicks you had the Geminis who was the um, S&M tag team Basham Brothers the Basham Brothers yeah they had uh, Juice and Domino the fucking 50s greasers I love them London and Kendrick were good, like a bright spot at that time, but they were always on SmackDown. So, yeah. 
So that, I mean, again, that's that was a, another period of um, shocking or surprising wrestling deaths because uh, didn't Stasiak like Stasiak was on TV for that time, and he passed like a few weeks uh, a few years later. Yeah, well, yeah, um, he, he, I think Stasiak. Uh, well, what's that WrestleMania where um, 18, is it? Oh, 19. 18, sorry. Uh, around that time when WCW comes in and they all merge, he was in the Alliance for a bit. And I think after the Alliance, they did that Planet Stasiak, but it never went anywhere. That may have been. I, I quite like that, actually. This whole like pre QAnon thing before QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he was just because um, he would. There was he was in a bit of a weird one where he he was recording things in a bag backstage, so he's just recording people's conversations, and it got found out, and so he got kicked out of the locker room. So I don't think he ever sort of endeared himself to yeah. to the to the wrestlers backstage or anything like that. But uh, yeah, Planet Stasiak, that was yeah, that was a mad one. <laughs> A lot from those that era, like it didn't pass then, they passed quite soon. Jindra. Yeah. Yeah. He was around at the same time as well. Yeah, he? he definitely was around that time. Yeah, early two thousands, yeah. Definitely. Umaga. That was Yeah, that, that, that was very shocking. That was a proper shocker because like I don't think he'd been gone from the WWE very long when that happened, like, you know. Um and 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 what a, like a run he had. I mean, Cena absolutely destroyed him. But before he got to Cena, he, he was super interesting. And he had a Strada, and you know, after Cena, they didn't really do much with him. I mean, he was in the Trump feud with uh, Bobby Lashley, but that was sort of after Cena had just walked through him, and and he did he did uh, he used the the ropes, didn't he, in the turnbuckle. To sort of yeah. choke him out at the Royal Rumble, uh, but he, other than that, he sort of walked over Umaga big time, and uh, yeah, it was another. Cena must eat. Cena must eat. We must feed a man to Cena. Cena must eat. <laughs> Before he changes his t-shirt color, he must eat a man. Yeah, uh, that, I think that next episode we should do the. Who, uh, how many careers John Cena killed? Um, is that, <laughs> that there's, there's got to be a few that escaped Cena's clutches, but I can't think of any right now. <laughs> Not many. Sort of like come out of it like Boba Fett came out of the Sarlacc. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. I think uh, maybe you could put Jericho possibly into that because he got thrown into a dumpster truck uh, on Raw. Via Cena and John Laurinaitis and uh, and Vince McMahon, and uh, and and then still managed to come back and reinvent himself many times after that. So maybe maybe uh, Chris Jericho is the is the Boba Fett of John Cena wars. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think we've got to address the elephant in the room as well. Like Which one? The biggest one in probably the last 20, 30 years. The Benoit murders. I remember yeah. exactly where I was when I heard that. Uh, well, yes. Yeah, I was uh, with uh, producer Rick. Uh, we were watching um, We were watching the pay-per-view live. Uh, I can't remember, was it? 
it, it was like a no no mercy or something like that, wasn't it? It wasn't it wasn't, wasn't it a, one night stand. No, it wasn't it wasn't the easy to be one night stand thing. No, I'm sure it was I it I, I'm sure it was like a a random pay-per-view. You know, it was um I'm gonna have to find that now. But uh yeah, I remember exactly everything about that weekend and you know, um nobody really knew what was going on. Chavo replaced him on the pay-per-view. Uh Cards change. Exactly. Exactly. Um but yeah, it was uh one of those the whole week rather than like the incident itself that because it was running on like breakfast TV in America, like prime time, and like obviously you had the raw the next night and people didn't fully realise, you know, what had gone down and And it was it was the first sort of thing that where rolling news became was a it was a you know got hold of it and it was on the bbc news 24 and and, and fox news in america and, and you know abc and all that so they were out they were outside his home once everything sort of became apparent what was going on and stuff like that but um, i think that was a, a real like obviously it was a kayfabe buster at the time because just before that vincent died hadn't he yes the yeah. limo got blown up and uh which also inadvertently led to Paul London's firing, but that's another episode. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, but for him to appear the next day saying, right, this is going to be a tribute show. And at the time, like, everybody was like, okay, that's that's fine. You know, something's gone down. He's dead. It's really sad. Blah, 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 blah. But like, obviously, the next sort of few days and weeks after that, it came out and Vince was like, hold on a minute. Stop the WWE universe. Like, we're never mentioning him again. Which I, I totally understand to a point, but you can't erase history in terms of you know winning the Royal Rumble from the number one position and and all that sort of stuff. I mean, uh, one of my favourite wrestlers of all time, but a fucking horrible, horrible human being. That's that's the thing, uh, you know. It, right, it was he was the ECW World Championship, um, and he had to vacate it. Um, so, uh, June 11th episode of Raw, Benoit drafted from SmackDown to ECW as part of the 2007 draft. After losing uh, to ECW World Championship uh, champion Bobby Lashley on the June 19th episode of ECW, Benoit wrestled his final match, defeating Elijah Burke in a match to determine who would compete for the vacated ECW World Championship at Vengeance. So, it's yeah. Vengeance 2007. That was the pay per view, and he, yeah, it was. Uh, he, he was supposed to fight. It was replaced by Johnny Nitro, and then a lot of people started to uh, chant for him. That uh, you know, and, and nobody really knew what was going on. Um, I, I remember. I think Chavo came out and said that he chatted to him that day, and he said uh, there was a problem with the family or something like that. And then the, it turned out the next door neighbor had gone round the next because the dogs had been out all night and. And then it started to spiral from there, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, but that whole, yeah, the, that whole week, I think everybody turned into a sort of mini detective to try and figure out what was going on, and there yeah. was a lot of uh, fake rubbish coming out about it, you know, and, and you know this had happened, and he'd, he'd done this, and he put a cripple cross <laughs> cross lace on, you know, you know. There's a lot of, and I think there still is a lot of mystery about it. And there's a lot, been a lot of books written about it. I've got a couple of them and all that. So, 
But, I think uh, yeah. sounds daft, but if anything good was to come out of that, it would be like because Chris Nowinski got heavily involved, didn't he? Because he's like an expert on uh, CTE now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that really, really does have to be looked at, then because Benoit's diving headbutt was not conducive to a good time. No, well, you've got that, and chair shots to the head were completely eradicated. Um, you know, from from that incident, really. Yeah. Uh, and, and after the the sort of unrefutable proof sort of came out about his brain and uh, about the trauma and CTE and stuff like that, so. Yeah, it did great things for the industry, but Eddie Guerrero's death led to the downfall of that man significantly, yeah. you know. That's probably, like, that Dark Side of the Ring two-parter um, was probably one of the most, for me, comprehensive things. Yeah. Like, to come out of it, 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 it didn't clear everything up 100%, but you kind of got to see the impact and stuff. I mean, like, his poor son as well, like, his other son. Mm. Yeah, um, the one who the one who looks like him looks. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And and, and uh, Nancy's family as well. You know, her sister yeah. and stuff like that. It's just such a sad, sad thing. I mean, you know, there's. I, I remember hearing about um, what's he called? Rock Rock and Roll Bug Zoom Off, uh, and uh, Hard Body Harrison. They were two sort of like WCW jobbers and. Hard Body Harrison had been a pimp after WCW and had kept, I think, 12 girls like locked in cages underneath his basement uh, and, and was like sex trafficking, stuff like that. And so he got arrested for that. And then and uh, Rock and Roll Book Zumoff was doing a similar thing, but with his his daughter uh, to like a Fritzel sort of thing. Um, um, and so, you know, Right, right. Yeah, them two are sort of easier to cut out because they were enhancement talents in WCW yeah. and, and were only really on like worldwide or you know Saturday night or something like that. So they never really on Nitro or Thunder or anything like that, or in big prominent roles. But yeah, Benoit, I know, I know the, the joke on the internet is to sort of like cross out his name and write Bob Ali next to it and stuff like that and say, you know, uh, like. You know, because uh, WWE has done the best that they can, I think, with that to sort of not, you know, remove his picture altogether, remove any mention of him, but like not take away from the 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 sort of uh, pay per views. You know, the, you, you can't skip to a Chris Benoit moment on the WWE app, I don't think, yeah. but you can still watch a match with him. You know, because they that, did take down, they did cut out. Um... His WrestleMania main event, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Um, but it's just the pointed way in which they're like, only, I think it's two or three now, have ever won the Royal Rumble from first position. It's like, come on. We're yeah. not daft. No. Like, you, know, you can say however many it is, but just don't mention his name. Well, I think that's what they've started to do now. So they've said, like, you know, they'll say only, you know, I think three, is it now, or two? Is it three? I think it's three now. Yeah, it's him, him Ray, and, and Sean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think they say it's three and then they'll only ever really, really mention Ray. Uh yeah. you know, and uh Ray Mysterio did it in the longest time. And that's you know that's all you need to say. That's, yeah. that's you know, that's all you need to do. Um I think one of my I don't know if favourite is the right word, but there was a conspiracy theory going around at the time of Ben Wild's death that it was Kevin Sullivan that murdered everyone. 
Yes. And a lot of people won't let go of that. No, no. And that's really, I mean, I understand where conspiracy theories come from. You know, a, a wild idea gets spread and people start to believe it. Uh, but uh, I think at the same time, you've got <laughs> you. Yeah. You've got to be realistic about some things as well. And uh, yeah, I don't think Kevin Sullivan had anything to do with it whatsoever. No. Whatsoever. Not no, uh, not at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of Sullivan, Mike Graham was another one I remember happening. Um, and like, you know, it's an unfortunate one because he was like his dad. He killed himself. And Eddie Graham from Florida, um, you know, killed himself. And, 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 and then, you know, from that, you look back at the the, the von Erichs. Oh, just geez, what a just cursed. Exactly what a what a. I mean, it all stems from Fritz. It's all Fritz von Erich, the father's fault. All of it. He pushed. He pushed his. He, he, his son got you know Kerry was great and was popular, and he pushed and pushed, and all the rest of them had to be as good as, as him, like, and, and and none of them were, and, and none of them, I don't think, really wanted to be either, and that, is it a film that's coming out, or a series on Netflix? It's a film, yeah, with uh, Zac Efron in one of the roles as well, which should be pretty good. I think he's playing Kerry, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So, it wasn't in the first Von Eric, wasn't that just like a... A, a terrible accident. Wasn't it like the youngest Von Eric kid that wasn't a wrestler? Um, I know that wasn't the first. So the first one was the, um, oh, I think it may have been David, uh, the taller, the taller one with the blonde. Uh, he was in Japan. Oh He'd been yeah, wrestling yeah, yeah. in Japan, and then he, something happened that he died in Japan, and um, yeah, and then there was a, a sort of memorial service for him where Fritz was like selling locks of his hair that he'd cut off the body. Um, you know, and uh, I mean, it's your son. What are you doing? That's your son, lad. You know, but that was, that was being sold at a, a wrestling memorial event that he'd put on. Uh, and then, I mean, I don't think all, any of them were sort of like all there in the brains department there because uh, there's a story of Kerry Von Eric breaking his, he's, so he, he's on his bike and he's pissed up uh, and he, he's, you know, crashes, comes off his bike, breaks his ankle. The doctor says, uh, right, we've, you know, they do surgery, they reset his ankle. You know, so it's, it's, you know, everything's sort of fixed and no problems. The doctor says, right, you, you know, you just rest up for a couple of months and you'll be fine. Your ankle will, will heal and everything will be okay. Not a problem. Um, just don't put any weight on it for the next, like, you know, week or two uh, and you'll be fine. Doctor walks out of the room and apparently there was a bag of cheeseburgers on the other side of the room and he got out of his bed and walked over to the cheeseburgers, breaking his ankle uh, in the process and fucking up all the work that the surgeons had done. So I don't think they were all there as a full shilling, the Von Eriks. Uh, and, uh, you know. <laughs> but that that was another great, I mean, it sounds like we're shilling for Dark Side of the Ring, but that was another really great episode. Yeah, that exactly. Fight. My business doesn't shed tears often, but when she watched that, she was beloved. And like, you know, the, the, I've got the 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 best of, uh, the other, not the best of, but the, the WCCW um DVD that the WWE put out years ago about you know the 
the Fritz Territorian, and, and basically it's the story of the Von Erics. And that is a hard watch. That is a, a real hard watch, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's one of those that brings you to tears in points, like especially when you start hearing like stuff that he did, you know. And yeah, the young one I think was called Michael, um, and that he was the one who, who didn't wrestle but wanted to, uh, but was uh, yeah, a sort of poorly guy. And and he, he because he couldn't wrestle and he was a bit poorly, sickly guy, he took himself into the woods and shot himself. Yeah. Um, so just a just a, a horrible, yeah, family um, situation, really for them guys. Definitely. Jeez. That's just made me think about like older wrestlers, um, like wrestling murders, and I think the f- most famous one, the first one that I was aware of, mm-hmm. was our pal Bruiser Brody. Well, yeah, yeah, and that in that a shower in Puerto case, Rico. Yeah, that whole case still fucking boils my water to this day yeah absolute madness i mean when you say stuff like that jimmy snooker springs to mind yeah. in my you know nancy argentino and uh, you know she was killed by him and then i don't that's this is why i've got a bit of a problem with foley because he he talks about uh, he promoted a, a women's charity a long time ago called rain and i'm not sure yeah. if he still works for them uh but at the same time he bigs up snooker as one of his favorite wrestlers and you know if you're gonna do one try and sort of like have a look at the read the room a little bit um uh, yeah maybe. he's quite famously known isn't it that he's like foley's on tv in the audience in snooker's cage match yeah and, i guess Morocco. with that like for most of his career but yeah yeah dial it back a bit mate yeah yeah and he still talks about him i think now i mean he did definitely when i saw him uh about six seven years ago so yeah. Uh, Didn't um, Carlos Colon have a big part in covering up um, the whole Bruiser Brody thing as well? Because I still see people talking about it online, saying that, oh, maybe Invader 1 was invaded, uh, defending himself. It's like he went into the fucking shower. Really. Shower. Atlas, you know, saw him coming out. And yeah. Atlas had to carry Brody out of the, the, the room. Like, listen to Tony Atlas. And I don't think that man tells stories and tells porky pies if you will yeah. uh i think he, he's a man who knows exactly what happened and he knows exactly what went on and uh yeah he might sound a little stupid and he might have a really big foot fish but um the dude <laughs> the dude knows exactly what happened in that shower room um uh, definitely um yeah fucking absolute madness absolute madness Fucking! I was just thinking as well. Jerry Lawler's kid, um, Grandmaster Sexy. Um, he had one of the wildest careers ever. Like, there's some of the stuff he did in Memphis with um, uh, uh, the guys. I can't remember his name, uh, but the guy who, who was the rappers, the original rappers in uh, Nation of Domination, PG Thirteen. Uh, they were a tag team in Memphis. And one of them uh, and uh, uh, Lawless Kid had a feud uh, that was absolutely mental. Uh, and they said stuff on air that was, you know, it was around the time Lawler was being sued by those uh, girl underage girls for sexual sort of assault, but it all turned out they were just lying. Um, 
Or were they? Mm. <laughs> no, they were apparently. <laughs> Allegedly. Um <laughs> but yeah, um I'll send you some links for them later on. Some of the stuff they were saying, I can't remember his name. I'm sure it was Duck something. But uh, yeah, I can't, I can't remember his name. Some of the stuff they were talking about at that time was absolutely crazy. But then he went on to be Grandmaster's X in the WWE and quite possibly one of the best heels in like 97, 98. Yeah. You know, like that, when you heard him laugh before they turned into the rapper gimmick, when they were too cool. And he was, you know, too hot, and the other one was, um, yeah, too cool. Yeah, the, before they turned into the rapper things, those two were really good heels. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But it's got you too hot. That was the other guy's name. Like, so yeah. Okay, now. It still kind of bugs me in a way that they never really acknowledged the fact that him and Jerry were, you know, father and son. They could have built something like that. <laughs> Or maybe it was Jerry just going, do you know what? Nah. I, I, yeah, I don't know if it was um, smart or not. I mean, it certainly, they, they played it up to the point where you got it. Yes, he yeah. is his son. But then they sort of like also, make, you know, separated it enough that it wasn't a noose around his neck because, I mean, for a certain amount of career, amount of his career, Dustin Rhodes was doing a, a Dusty Rhodes ripoff. I mean, there is no, you know, go back and watch young Dustin Rhodes in WCW and he's doing his best, you know, dad impression um, almost. So it's, you know. Uh, you get that with like, you know, big name father wrestlers like David Samantino didn't stand a fucking chance really, no, did he? No, not <laughs> at all. Not at all. Fucking, um, Eric Watts, our, our, our favourite jobber, uh, who yeah. got uh, shoved down our throats in Techno Team 2000. <laughs> Charlotte Flair, yes. David Flair, sadly not. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know the you know Shane McMahon, okay. Stephanie McMahon, no. <laughs> <laughs> there can be only one. Yeah. <laughs> In. Earthquake was another sad one. Again, yeah. purely because yeah. like everybody that you spoke to or everybody that had something to say about Earthquake, not a single bad thing. No. And again, if you're listening to this podcast, take a shot. Uh, there's the uh, John Tenter honourable mention. As for them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right, though. John, you know, Earthquake, obviously a legend in this household. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a very sad one. I remember that. I mean, because it, it was sad because the last time he'd been on TV was that Golga character. He'd, he'd not been able to come back as Earthquake and have one last sort of like little run as Earthquake or something, you know. Is that oh, he'd have been brilliant in the old line, you know, the old yeah. school roles that they used to put on. And yeah, definitely. You know, those kind of like the Raw Homecoming or something like that, that kind of show. Yeah. That would have been great. Definitely. Macho Man, another sad oh, one. God, yeah, yeah, Macho Man. Very yeah. unexpected. Yeah. He wasn't exactly on the up and up, but I think he'd just finished doing uh, Bonesaw McGraw and Spider-Man, hadn't he? It wasn't too long after that, I don't think, no. No, and yeah. then, of course, you know, this year we've lost Lanny Poffolk and, of course, Iron Sheik, Sheiky yeah. Baby. 
pull one out. Um, uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm a fucking iron sheet mark. I don't give a shit. I iron sheet Colonel Mustafa, uh, whatever. I break your back and make you humble. I I love that dude. That it, that documentary is one where Ka- me and Catherine watched that, and she was in tears watching that. I mean, the bit about his daughter and just his early life from Iran. Uh, you know, um, wrestling over there and stuff like that. Absolute crazy stuff, and then he comes over to America, and his daughter gets killed, and such a sad life at parts. But then he gets sort of, sort of, becomes this icon on the internet for just fuck the Hulk Hogan, and um, just the last part of his life was, uh, you know, that that battle royal at the WrestleMania seventeen, eighteen, yeah. the best thing about his tweets as well, and like obviously there were him saying it, but it wasn't him typing. The best thing about them was that you read them in his voice. Oh, oh every time, every time, yeah, definitely. There wasn't, yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> Fuck the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> fucking Good bullshit. To everyone but the fucking Hulk Hogan. <laughs> fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Fuck yeah. <laughs> right. Right. We shall leave it there, folks. We shall get out of the wrestler's graveyard and leave Dead Wrestler Beach and, and say goodbye. But we'll return at some point, I'm sure, and chat more about this. But next time, I was thinking we could uh, we should do managers. We should talk about some goddamn managers. Some of the managers best. slash valets, Va- slash valets, slash uh, advocates, slash yes. uh, you know mouthpieces. Uh, some of the best, some of the worst. Uh, we'll be joined uh, by Shaky Jakey Elbinzo from Los Fatso Libras. He'll be here with us, and Jakey you know, baby, Shaky Jakey baby, and um, you know whoever else we can ramble. Yeah. And uh, yeah, in the meantime, I'll have uh, some uh, all out, all in stuff from uh, Wembley, and uh, yeah, well, uh, I'll be go all good, all good, all good. Uh, but then, yeah, we'll do managers then next time. Yeah, what do you think about that? That should be a good one. Yeah, yeah. just going to see where I can get the John Tenter reference in on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Jimmy the man for the South Art was uh, where uh, natural disasters manager for a bit. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get him in some. I'll know you were out. Right. Until next time, folks. Take care. And we'll see you soon. See you later, everybody. See you later. Bye. Ooh-wee. Yo-yo, bro. Kamala here. Ooh-wee. Thinking back when I was in the farm of WWL. All the things that went on. Ooh, I would just like the floor sweep of the janitor. Ooh, Ooh, you could just talk over his head and it would never be picked up. <laughs> but let me tell you something. I remember it all. You kept me broke when I know I put asses in the seats. But you paid to lovers. The one that go meet to meet your drug test of sham. You let who you want pass. Now Steve been there for 25 years. A damn sure piece of ass.
I saw you one time. Put your head in Rikishi's ass.